0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Healthy Neighborhoods, Healthy Nation. where your hosts, Melanie Sona and Aaron Liedka. And welcome back to Neighborhood News. So for those of you who may have missed it in our first season and second season, our Neighborhood News segment is where we dive into news stories impacting neighborhoods and discuss how they shape our community's health and well-being. With these episodes, we use them as an opportunity to explore events that are happening in communities around you and intersect with neighborhood dynamics and their influence on public health. So just a disclaimer, Erin and I are no experts, but we aim to provide a balanced perspective and engage in meaningful discussions that highlight the opportunities and challenges facing our communities. So each of these segments, we select a news story that directly impacts neighborhoods, covering a wide range of topics. So if you know something going on in your neighborhood and you think we should discuss it, please email it to us and we'd love to cover it. Um, you can e- email neighborhood.podcast at gmail.com, which will also be in the description. Today, in our Political Determinants of Health um, edition of Neighborhood News, we're going to be covering something really very relevant to um, politics, um, the topic of voting. Um, and yeah. it's very fitting as elections are coming up uh, November 7th. So, um, yeah, and voting is a very crucial piece to us exercising our ability to make change in our communities. So this is a topic that I think is very fitting for, um, you know, talking about how political,
1: very timely to, yeah,
0: it is timely. So, um, Specifically in regard to voting, we're talking about something called gerrymandering. So Erin, do you want to start us off with what is gerrymandering? Tell us the definition of that.
1: Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people, that word is tossed around a lot and a lot of people have some idea of what gerrymandering is, usually know that it's bad. Um, but the exact like dictionary definition is um, manipulating boundaries of an electoral constituency or a district to favor one party or class. Um, and the way that this happens is usually, and it, it does sometimes vary state to state, but the majority of states, it's their, their state legislators that are responsible for drawing these Districts. So, you know, whoever you're voting into Congress or into the Senate, well, actually, it's just Congress. My bad. Um, it's just Congress. So, these congressional districts, who is representing you in Congress, um, it varies based on geographical lines. And so, the state House and Senate, uh, state legislators need a supermajority or they need two thirds of the party to. Um, request a redrawing of these lines, and what really piqued our interest in talking about this in the first place is there was um, a story that just came out where some redrawing recently happened that's going to have a pretty big impact on the upcoming elections for 2024. So, as a you know, as a policy, the Supreme Court they outlawed gerrymandering by race. Um, However, partisan gerrymandering continues. Also, like what that looks like, like we see in a lot of the the policies that we've discussed on this podcast, things can be, you know, illegal, but it doesn't mean that things are not persisting and we're not seeing this happening in these policies. So we're gonna learn all about that. today.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's quite interesting. And honestly, a the topic of gerrymandering is not something i've had a lot of exposure to outside of you know doing research for these podcasts and for this episode in particular and what i was reading because i was like well it seems like this isn't very democratic if you are intentionally trying to divide up you know representation to favor one party versus another right (laughs) um and i'm um yeah when i was looking it up as to like if this has been outlawed, um, yeah, I did come across that like by race, like, um, where we see like, uh, concentrations of certain racial and ethnic groups splitting up, um, districts that way is illegal, but for whatever reason, it's okay to like group by, um, districts depending on what the pro- majority, um, political ide- ideation may be in an area, which, um, I think when I was reading, it says that they haven't outlawed it because there's no alternative politically neutral <laughs> method of splitting up districts. So this persists, um, yeah. which, which isn't like, like a good reason. No. And but,
1: it's, it, we should also be very clear that like people, it doesn't matter what party you're a part of That like people do this on both sides of the political spectrum yeah. and it's a problem. And, um, I don't know a lot of the, um, some of you may be familiar for those of you on TikTok, um, there recently, um, this representative, Jeff Jackson, who represents district, uh, congressional district 14 of North Carolina. He actually, um, has a TikTok account and went, um, pretty viral because he posts these weekly videos explaining what's going on in the house, um, what things are happening, um, and the, there was actually three districts in North Carolina that were just redrawn and those lines were approved, and his district is one of them. And so the way that they were redrawn means that he is they're, they're redrawn to favor um, you know a, a different party than he's a part of. And so they basically, He's decided, like, I don't think I can run is essentially what he's saying. If I run, there's no point because the way that they redo these lines means that I will not have a, a chance at winning essentially, which is kind of crazy. It's crazy to be able to base an election results just off of these lines and not based off of his performance and what he's been
0: doing in Congress. Like a little, yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I was also reading that um lines tend to be redrawn every 10 years, mm-hmm. but um, and I'm not certain of this, but it seems as though if um there can be a vote where two thirds of the majority party vote to redraw lines, they can do that, yeah, sooner than 10 years, yeah. and that's what happened here in North Carolina,
1: which yeah. is um. Pretty interesting. And then the other thing is, there's efforts to, in some states more than others, there's efforts to have like nonpartisan advisory committees, quote unquote nonpartisan or people that are not legislators. But it's just really, really difficult to maintain true nonpartisanship and also to, yeah, to not think about what some of this stuff means, which is, it has a huge, huge impact on, um, what's you know what what ends up happening because these are these are how people get elected to to congress and um what representation is being chosen which is crazy it Um, is so yeah melanie what else there was so what we were really interested in right is this is like we're yet this is yes this is our political determinants of health season and yes voting and the ability to vote is a huge proponent of the political determinants of health but um, what we found also is that gerrymandering has a huge effect on the neighborhood outside of just politics, outside of who you're electing to the district. Do you want to talk about that, Melanie? That was,
0: yeah, I found a story. It is a few years old. Um, but a youth Chicago University of Chicago sociologist, Dr. Robert Vegas, he um, runs a lab there where they look at violence and politics um, and he predominantly his work is based in Chicago area so he was looking at the impact of gerrymandering on violence rates in Chicago um and what he found was pretty alarming um in areas that were historically gerrymandered um since the 60s to date he found that the murder rates in regions um that were gerrymandered were about two and a half times greater um than areas that were not and what this is suggesting wow. is that um you know when you when we're when we're gerrymandering, we're dividing these districts and the political control that are over these districts. Um, Funding, uh, other sorts of like social services, policing um, is not adequately attributed to some areas in the end. Yeah, so the results that Dr. Vargas found were pretty alarming. But unfortunately, I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense. The presiding political parties, the the majority political parties that end up um, governing over areas that tend to be low income or, you know, predominantly marginalized um, communities of color don't typically have the interests of those communities in mind. So when it comes to funding, when it comes to providing um social services policing uh, those um needs are just not being met so things like crime and violence are mostly left unchecked so um this is just a very small um you know snapshot into how gerrymandering goes beyond just political rivalry but it has an impact on people um living in these communities truly so
1: wow it's and it, that's it's so interesting. That's a perspective that I had never really thought about or heard when it comes to the impacts of gerrymandering. Like the effect that this has on the people, it's it's kind of, it's interesting because it's like, oh, the, the goal of this redrawing these lines is to get whoever in Congress and get representation so that whatever things can be passed, but it's like you're totally skipping over the impact on the ground. And if we go back all the way to the first season when John McKnight was talking about how the neighborhood needs to be kind of at the top of this stool and the government and um, I forget what other branches he said, we all need to kind of be supporting it, ultimately the neighborhood. Um, I mean, obviously, like gerrymandering is politically corrupt in general, Right. But it beyond that, right, beyond, like, power and winning elections, it has a really detrimental impact to communities and neighborhoods, which is no matter what part, it doesn't matter what party
0: you're a part of, right? Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And I think, again, the whole point of like having these representatives is that they're supposed to be representative of the population that they're serving. Right, which is kind so, of ironic. I like, mean, it's funny, right? If we're talking about this, like, gerrymandering is intentionally yeah. splitting up people so that there can be a disproportionate, um, ref- like, the reflection of the people who are representatives are not true to like the the population that they're actually serving so i mean that's where we see like there's a dis con- like there's there's a disconnect there's a disconnect between like we were saying like what the communities are in need of and the people who are governing um they may yeah, not even I, be aware of what like, what, like if sidewalks, sidewalks need to be fixed if yeah. parks need to be renovated in certain areas and they are less um inclined to care i think in some cases as yeah. well about those sort of things um so when we're talking about health and health outcomes i think things like gerrymandering have a direct impact on that um so It's pretty concerning. It is. is. I just, and and that, that, I mean, that's
1: a through line, like the stuff that Aubrey has been talking about and as well as other people that we've interviewed on this season. But this idea that people in power, I mean, yes, there's a lot of issues on the people, elected officials, like there's a lot of issues that they're dealing with and they can't know every single thing but there's a disconnect between the communities that they're representing and what their perception of what's going on is and what the issues really are. And so I mean yeah, there there's there's you know only so much that can be that can be done about gerrymandering, but I do genuinely think like having an understanding of the effect on health and doing more work to look at the impact of health of everyone because that's not a partisan issue like yeah. that's it affects everyone
0: yeah and um, it takes the i mean i'll just mention yes i mean putting the focus on health will remove that partisan sort of like pressure you know and put it back on like just humanize the issue like right right what we're trying to do here is to, Ooh,
1: yeah we're trying to serve community like we have right. elected officials to represent the opinions of the people in the community Mm -hmm. and in their district.
0: Yeah. And I think I really like Dr. I I mean, I like the approach Dr. Vargas is taking to his work because I mean, I think a lot of people, like I know at the end of the year, there's always like, Oh, crime rates rose this much in a given area. And it's like, Oh, it's the people in this area. Why are, what's, what behavioral components do we need to address? Where, I mean, this adds a whole new dimension to that conversation. Like if it comes down to like oh but there's just not enough like um, services provided to help mm-hmm. you know mitigate crimes, petty crimes, violent crimes, whatever it may be. That's a whole other conversation. So, I mean, this is cool work.
1: Yeah, it is. That's that's an awesome find, Melanie. It's really interesting to hear about it. it was something that I hadn't thought of, or which is another cool reason that we do this podcast. Yes. But, um, but. So, I mean, I, we we try not to be too Debbie Downer, quote unquote. I know we talk about a lot of things that are challenging and that, you know, affect a lot of people in negative ways. But something that you all can do, and this is huge, is you can go out and vote. And as you're hearing this, elections are tomorrow. Um, the people that draw these lines, the people that gerry, like that the, wh- whoever's gerrymandering what, right? And make the policies that affect your congressional district or your community and the health of your neighborhoods and your daily, you know, existence, they're chosen. They're being chosen tomorrow on November 7th. And I know that, you know, this is not a big, quote unquote, election, right? This is all local election stuff. And and I did a lot of voter registration work in Colorado. And I mean, people didn't even know that elections were happening. Um, people didn't think it was important because we weren't voting for a president. But in my opinion, these local elections are where you really have the opportunity to make change in your community, which is it, that the ability to do that, I think, is often taken for granted in the U.S., and like Peggy Shepard was saying on our episode, yes, all of these groups can work hard and they can, you know, be doing really great work to make change and make our neighborhoods healthier. But ultimately, the, it comes down to these political determinants of health, right? If people are not in positions, if we have people in positions that are not willing to listen to the work or to make the changes at the government level that are needed, whether that's local government, whether that's state government, um, th- then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really, um, you know, it, it kind of almost negates some of the work that's being done. And so I would really encourage you all to, in many states, so we're going to put, um, there's this website, it's vote.gov. Um, and we're going to put that link in the, um, podcast description because we, we don't know where you all are located. But for those people that are in, um, uh, Maryland and DC, so in your, if you're in the DMV area, Maryland and DC have same day voter registration. So that means that you can go to, Um, You know, a a polling center register to vote and then vote in person. Now, unfortunately, because the election is happening tomorrow, as you all are listening to this, um, like mail-in ballot situations are not going to be available, but um, you can do that if you're in Maryland or D.C. It's the same thing in Colorado um, and then Virginia, it, unfortunately, the deadline has passed. They don't allow registration until I think you have to register 22 days before the election, no matter what. But I will say, like, if you missed this registration deadline, go still go register right now, even if you can't vote tomorrow. You can, you vote, can vote in the next, the next election, 2024, which is a big. That's a big one, right? Big one. <laughs> Everyone knows about that. Um, and so I, I think and and. I mean, speaking from my personal experience, I feel really lucky to live in a state like Colorado, or not live in a state, but have grown up in a state, I don't know why I live there, but I've grown up in a state like Colorado that has really, really, they're really encouraging people to vote and reduce the barriers to voting. And because of the um, fellowship position that I'm in out here and because of Colorado's um, really incredible efforts to make voting accessible to all, I'm actually able to vote in my own community in Arapahoe County. And that makes, it makes a big difference to me, right? Like I want, that's a community that I'm really connected to and attached to. And I, I really care about what's going on in terms of the elections and the, the different measures there. So I mailed in my ballot um, let's see what on the, by the time you all are listening to this, I mailed in my ballot like over a week ago. So gotta, you gotta get out, get out and vote. And it takes, it does not take that long, especially because this is not a, you know, this is not a grand election. So. Sure, but it's important nonetheless. Yes, so yes, go exactly. out and vote. There's, there's, there's um yeah, less, less things. And on it. Yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, right. November 7th would be a government holiday so that everyone could go out and vote, but it's worth it. It's so, so worth it. Um, and it, and it, it does make, it makes a difference. And it also is an opportunity for you to learn more about your community, like by doing research about these people. Yeah. You guys um, have
0: more of an influence than you may think. And voting is one of those um, cornerstone mm-hmm. activities you can partake in to make an eventual change. It's not going to be an overnight Change by any means, but um, any good thing takes time to develop. So go out and vote on November seventh.
1: Yes, by seven p.m. Oh, seven, most seven. places it yeah, makes it yeah. easy for you to remember. <laughs> it's the seventh. Do it before seven. seven. Before seven yeah. p.m. So thank you all. Um, we, I, I, if you all do end up go, uh, going to vote on the seventh, uh, send it, like tag us in pictures, um, DM us pictures. We really want to, um, have the opportunity to reshare, you know, the work that you're doing to improve your own neighborhood. And this is one thing that's pretty easy and pretty, um, you know, you can do it and it can have a, a big impact. Um, so we hope that you enjoyed this neighborhood news segment. Thank you all for for joining us. Uh, this you know it, it couldn't couldn't be more timely with our season. So we appreciate having the opportunity to discuss these things with you. you. Plan it that way. Yeah, we didn't plan it this way. We were just like, oh, I don't know, you know, like what can we? Oh, it's a good neighborhood news um, segment. It's like, oh my gosh, this election is coming up. We're talking about the importance of political determinants of health and people in elected positions and policies that are made by people in elected positions. Um, so it it's it, it's a really good opportunity. But yes, please send us your pictures if you're voting. Um, what well, you mean when you're voting? Not if. You all are voting. We know. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or even when you register, right? Like, get, send us a screenshot saying that you've registered even if in your area it's too, too late to, to vote in this election this year. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us for this neighborhood news segment. If you enjoyed today's episode with just Melanie and I, as I'm sure you always do, we would really appreciate it if you could give our podcast a five-star review and go follow us on Instagram at HNH underscore podcast so you can see people voting um in here in your area or across the country, hopefully. Uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel for the video recording of our conversations. And we really hope that you join us next time to explore how healthy neighborhoods are the foundation of a healthy nation.
0: We will see you next Go week. vote. Go vote. <laughs>